I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Wednesday. Today I am answering your questions texted into the podcast phone line. Things like, who is a good friend for Enneagram 3s? Do countertypes look differently in stress and rest? And how do we fit in socializing? And more, but first today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that I've been ordering a venti iced coffee whenever I go to Starbucks, which I never do, and honestly, it does feel cooler. It's more like you're in a movie, it feels more luxurious, it is better. I've been watching people from the sidelines for years ordering my grandes and my talls, thinking, man, their coffee looks really special, mine feels really normal, and you know what, it was more special. My thorn is that I forgot my water bottle and my lunch today. So I'm going to have to figure that out in a few hours, which is fine. It's just not ideal. And my bud is I am exactly one week away from my cruise while I'm writing this. So um, yay. And I'm staying in Florida with my family for a few days afterwards just to have a bit more time in the sunshine. And that's going to be so, so nice. Really looking forward to that. Okay, friends, now let's get into your questions. I wanted to remind you first that you can get your questions answered by calling or texting the podcast phone line. The number is always in the show notes. Um, also, a hot tip is that calling your question in and leaving a voicemail puts you at the top of the list because we get less voicemails than text messages. And so those episodes are more interesting to listen to. Um, so I use them first. Fun fact. Now let's get into today's questions. Question number one, who is a good friend for an Enneagram 3? So I wouldn't say that there's a specific type that you need, but I will say that my deepest wish for you as a 3 is to have a friend who you let see you as your most vulnerable self. The failures, your fears, the part of you that doesn't have it all together. Everyone needs that friend, but type 3s need it more than even most. It helps to really ground you into a sense of self that goes beyond your accomplishments and reminds you that you are worthy of love. So, so the question I would ask myself is, what do I need to feel like I can be this honest with someone? Is it someone who openly shares their flaws? Is it someone who doesn't gossip about other people's shortcomings? Is it someone who doesn't really mix and mingle with the rest of my friends? Ask yourself that question and then you will have the answer for what kind of friend you are looking for. Question number two, I am hoping that you could answer a question that I have on one of your podcasts, Q&As. We're doing it. I'm a social nine, which is the countertype to the nine. For countertypes of all the numbers, do we look differently at stress and rest than the rest of our number type? Do we travel the lines differently? Do you have any different words of wisdom for the countertypes of the numbers? I often feel as though the advice given for my type doesn't really apply because I am the countertype. And lastly, do you have any book recommendations that explore the countertypes in depth? In depth. Thanks, M. Hi, M. Yes, yes, yes. I love this question. So first, when it comes to the stress and rest, I would say that they don't as much. I mean, from my experience, personally, as a countertype, my stress and rest lines are spot on. I go to both the high and the end, high end and the low end of type 1 and 5 pretty fluidly. However, it's worth paying attention to for yourself. What patterns do you feel arise for you? Do you resonate with your stress and rest lines? For different words of wisdom, like in general, 
I definitely recommend reading the types that you can look like. So for a social nine, that can be a three or a two. Your work is going to be those elements like being success oriented, putting the group above yourself, setting boundaries with yourself as well as with others, but from the motivation of preserving connection. So the behavior can look like a two or a three, but the motivation is still from the place of a nine. So technically the work is still nine work, but the behavioral shifts are going to look some, somewhat similar to two and three. Focusing on how you feel in the moment, what feels good to you, doing out doing process-based goals instead of outcome-based goals, meaning how does it feel to achieve this goal or to work toward this goal instead of what do I want to achieve and accomplish, setting boundaries with yourself around how much you give to others without them asking, uh, things like that. Now, in terms of books, I highly recommend The Complete Enneagram by Beatrice Chestnut. As a countertype, it's going to blow your mind, I guarantee it. So definitely go check that one out. So you created content and now it's time to post it on your website and share it to Instagram and send it to your contacts. But if posting your creation everywhere includes reformatting, resizing, redownloading, and re-uploading, you need Issue. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials to magazines to flipbooks and brochures and more. There's no need for endless scrolling through PDFs. Issue features your creative in an easy-to-view way on every device. So make it once, distribute it everywhere without reformatting. Your content is already optimized for engagement and ready to share. Issue also works seamlessly with tools you already use like Canva, Dropbox, and InDesign. Issue helps creators, marketers, designers, and really anyone who wants to make content that actually stands out. So you can start using Issue for free. They also offer premium features that give you a more customized experience. So get started with Issue today for free, or if you sign up for a premium account, you can get 50% off when you go to issueissuu.com slash podcast and use the promo code COFFEE. That's issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code COFFEE at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code COFFEE. Question number three. Hi there. I just finished your podcast on the five gears. I was curious about how you guys incorporate third gear, socializing into your life. So what does this look like in a week? Thank you. Oh, uh, honestly, we don't highly prioritize this. Like in general, we try to have like one double date a month. Um, in my best case scenario, I'm having lunch with someone or coffee with someone like maybe once a week. But honestly, that's more than enough for me personally. I, in our family, we have found it helpful to sit down together and plan it in advance. So um, oftentimes we, I mean, we in general, we have a check-in about once a week where we talk about what's coming up for each of us for the week ahead so that we can be proactive about meeting our needs. Neither of us are particularly in a social place right now. We, we like friends, you know, we're social people, but we don't have like a giant well that needs to be Build. So when we talk about our needs, socializing isn't always top of the list, especially for me, OB more so. But um, 
I get so much input from people via my job that more input isn't always what I'm looking for. So, um, yeah, so easy answer. We don't a ton, but we, we do kind of listen to our needs every week. And so if that becomes a need, we address it week by week. Question number four. Hi, looking for some reading on the soul child theory. Not sure if one of Sandra Maitri's books is dedicated to this theory or if there are other sources you can point me to. Books, blogs, articles. Thanks. Yes. So the spiritual dimension of the Enneagram, Nine Faces of the Soul by Sandra Maitri is the one to grab for sure. Question five. Hey, my name is Cameron. I've been listening to your podcast a lot recently. I'm a seven twins. Hello. And I was wondering if you could go more in depth of the seven's unconscious message and what the heart longs to hear. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So the missed message that we received as children is that we would be taken care of. We learned that we're going to have to take care of ourselves. We missed some fundamental element of nurturing. So we picked up that it's not okay to depend on others for anything. So we learned to make ourselves happy, get our own needs met. So when we learned as children that we were on our own, we started focusing on being content and satisfied because if we're content and satisfied, we don't need anything. We don't need anyone else to take care of us. So we also picked up the message that we need to make ourselves okay, that no one is coming to rescue us. So we've got to keep our chin up and make the most of what we have. This creates beautiful strengths like being self-motivated, knowing how to care for yourself, awareness of what you need. However, what you're really seeking is support and validation, a safety to break down and be seen at your most vulnerable. When our hearts most need to hear is so deep that we may not even recognize it, but I'd say it's something along the lines of, I, I love you when you show up as you are, even if you're in a bad mood. You can just lay there and I'll get a blanket and some tea. <laughs> like you're gonna be okay, but it makes sense that this is hard right now and you can cry about it. This is the parenting that we needed that we have to learn to give ourselves in adulthood. Full permission to feel, assurance that you're gonna be okay, ability to break down and be loved anyway. All right, friends, I hope that this was helpful. As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode.